When's the last time you did a packaging audit? I did one way back in episode two. And now here's an update in episode 60 of what packaging I use and my philosophy around packaging and shipping and factors to consider, I guess, now that I consider three years down the track into my online businesses that I didn't think was as important when I first started out. Listen in and see if it gives you some tips and tricks and encouragement to do your own packaging audit. On this journal style podcast, I share my day-to-day trials and triumphs in growing two Shopify product businesses in real time, not just the headline stats after the fact. Join me as I share from my kitchen table in Adelaide, Australia. I started my online businesses in 2020 and have grown 150% in revenue year on year, and I became profitable for the first time in early 2023. I find navigating the small business world feels less daunting and less lonely when I listen to other people share their experiences. Perhaps you find the same. So if you're tired of being all the marketing roles in your business, or you just need more customers, I offer expert Facebook, Instagram, and email marketing strategy support. Because your business and my business will continue to grow when we are the driver of the steam train, the strategic thinker, and the problem solvers, not busy heads down being the ones stoking the coals. It's about packaging supplies, packaging supplies for your products and for your shipping supplies as well. It's all about your product and your brand. This is actually a bit of an update episode from one of my most listened to episodes, which is episode number two, way back to episode number two, which was all about packaging supplies. I did a packaging supply audit in episode two. So I suggest you go back and listen to that episode after this one. Uh, This is an updated episode on packaging now, like what am I doing now, what's changed and and what I am sort of think about now when I think about packaging my own products and also shipping my products as well. It's kind of two facets to packaging that I sort of pay attention to now and I did a bit of an audit on all my supplies and what I use and why I use them. In fact, when I think about packaging in general, I feel like I've developed a bit of a philosophy around it after three years of growing my two brands and that is that time my time uh, anybody's time sort of needs to be more factored into packaging than what I probably originally thought three years ago when I was just starting out so is is it worth my time to use these packaging things and to package my products this particular way or is it not worth my time anymore to package things in a particular way And as you grow uh, as a business, I know it's terribly cliche, but time really is money. And that really does start to become a bit of a thing and something to consider as time goes on and as you grow more and more and steadily get bigger and bigger over time, is that your actual time, and particularly when we talk about and think about packaging for this episode, really does need to be something that is factored into your packaging equation. I'm thinking about this now even with my current product range and what I have in my range for packaging but also my actual products that I sell. What products do I sell? Why do I choose those products? And what products do I choose not to sell for the same reason? Because packaging is a bigger component and it needs to have its own uh, analysis or its own sort of thought process behind it, not just a product that you want to sell that you like but also how will you package it and how will it impact on your shipping and how much you might charge for shipping it needs to also be factored in including you know your actual product in your product range is it worth adding 
this product to your range or is it maybe not worth adding this product to your range and I've come to the conclusion I think conclusion I'm still maybe thinking it through is that there's maybe a couple of products in my range that I probably need to phase out for the same reason is because the time involved in packaging them um, is actually too much I think I think it eats into the profit of those products too much with the labor that's involved in packaging a couple of my products that are quite highly curated and sort of a bit custom and just time intensive. So these things are becoming a bit more maybe to the forefront of my equations now when I think about my businesses as a whole, what products I have and why I choose to have them, as well as obviously what they're packaged in and then how they're shipped as well. So what does the time for your products to become shelf ready? Like if you make products or you import products, whatever your structure is for your online business, even printables or uh, digital, you know, whatever it is that you sell, what is the time involved to get them shelf ready? And that needs to become a part of your costs and what you consider worthwhile to spend or to invest in those particular products and whether they're worth keeping around so have I simplified my packaging much since I last did an episode way back over a year ago? I'm not sure that I have actually simplified my packaging. In fact, it's probably got more complex because since I first recorded an episode about packaging, I have branched out into custom packaging for my products. So the types of packaging I use now, there's probably more variety with what I use than what I did a year ago because they're custom, because they're now branded with my brands. So they're not generic supplies or packaging that I would have purchased on eBay or Amazon or at my local op shop or anything. They're actually branded. So I probably do have more variety with what I use rather than less variety of what I use. And some things have increased in price significantly as well when I last looked at uh, the episode I did, episode number two, I used to pay it looks like about six cents per cello bag about a year ago and that price now I think has gone up to about eight cents per cello bag sometimes 10 or 12 cents depending on the size and my boxes as well I still use generic white A5 packaging mailing boxes that I buy on eBay those have gone up significantly as well. I think that, in fact, they're almost double the price that they used to be. So now I try and buy, obviously, as big a quantity at a time as I can possibly afford to keep that unit price as low as possible. So instead of being double what it was a year ago, I'm probably 30% up on that price in packaging than a year ago. What's important about these price rises, though, is that they're the same for most people. Like most businesses have had increases in shipping and and packaging prices across the board and what has changed in my mindset from a year ago is i'm no longer trying to absorb those costs into my product cost i'm not trying to find the cheapest solution and absorb that cost if i pick a particular type of packaging for whatever reason because i think it's important for my brands then the cost is just passed on i don't even give it a second thought anymore the cost just gets passed along so the price just needs to go up if the packaging has also gone up that I'm no longer looking to absorb these costs for customers and reduce my profit margin they just get passed along and customers aren't surprised I don't have I never had a nasty email from a customer about my shipping prices or about my price going up 30 cents or a dollar because of the packaging I now use 
nobody has contacted me about it i haven't noticed any big you know cliff edge of my sales because of it either people just expect it they're not surprised i'm not absorbing those things anymore i feel like i've grown past that stage in my business i'm not trying to save my customers from these small incremental changes that are necessary as part of running my business they just get passed along like every other business does and no one is surprised by that so i encourage you to let that sink in for a little bit about even raising your prices if that's something you are hesitant to do or not sure if you can do or should do or when's the last time you did it is that it's often something we get stuck on ourselves and our customers don't even think about it it's usually in fact there's probably hardly ever if ever a fallout from increasing your prices to your customers that will come back at you as a business owner that you're going to noticeably notice that there'll be something that you think wow my sales went from 10 sales a day to one as soon as you increased your prices and in fact i have an episode about when's the last time you raised your prices and the last time i raised my prices within a couple of hours on my two different brands i had a sale within a couple of hours with the new pricing and it just affirmed for me that no one is really noticing or paying attention or surprised or put out by the fact that prices have to increase that those things need to be passed along it just makes common sense so i'm talking to myself a little bit as well but that's probably a really big change that i've had in the last year around packaging in general is that i'm no longer looking for the cheapest option i'm now looking for things that match my brand and are valuable and important you just find the best value you can but don't compromise on what you believe your brand needs and you just have to pass them along the other thing i do as well is i don't double up on the same medium let me explain what i mean by this is i, I like to purchase things from small brands myself of course i'm sure you do too is that i often get products from small brands and there's the product and it's in some packaging included in the box is some um some branded sticker maybe that's that's holding things together with a bit of um, tissue paper included in that as well is a thank you card and a business card so there's a lot of layers of the same thing i feel like if you are packaging your products branded in the packaging themselves and you have a thank you card and a business card and a branded sticker i feel like all those things are a bit the same like they're all paper card related type mediums i just feel like it's unnecessary I feel like if you have one of those things, you probably don't need the others. So perhaps you can find some savings for yourself in how many types of branded packaging and shipping materials you use. And are you actually overlapping them too much? And could you find some savings there for yourself that no one's going to notice? Your customer will not feel like gypped or left out by not having a thank you card and a business card and a sticker. Equally, I don't know that they feel super, super impressed and wowed by having all of them. Does that make sense? I honestly feel like you can still achieve the same level of special, you know, special treatment for your customers and uh, gratitude towards them with just one of those things. So maybe don't double up on lots of the same medium. And I guess an example in that scenario is one thing I'm considering adding to my packaging range is some custom packaging tape i've looked at using like you know those water activated paper tapes that come with a little reservoir but i've not seen some great reviews on them if you use one of those i'd love to know what your experience is with them like send me an email let me know what you think about those water activated uh, packaging tapes and whether you find them great to use or not because i 
I, I like the idea of them, but I've seen some reviews and heard some people who have them find them so annoying to use. And then I was watching a TikTok live a couple of days ago with the creator and she was packaging orders up and she was using the water activated tape, but she was using it by um, rolling out a piece that she estimated was the right length. Then she would cut it with a scalpel because it obviously has fibers through it. So she'd cut it uh, with a scalpel. Then she turned it upside down and she had a spray bottle to spray the back of it to get the glue moist as well then made her workbench underneath the tape wet then she turned the tape over and secured the box and I was like wow that just seems like a lot of work for a bit of tape whereas I really love packaging tape I just get packaging tape from Bunnings because it's so cheap in the like moving home section but I have seen some custom packaging tape where I could get my logo or something so I feel like I'm missing out on the opportunity of branding my boxes as they head out the door the other reason I probably would like to get some custom tape as opposed to custom boxes is because I like to use Australia Post flat rate boxes when I can because the, the price is cheap. You know, like I can have a kilo worth of products in this in a box. So there's you know different bands depending how much your product weighs with Australia Post. So I can package something in my plain white boxes and if I send it with Australia Post, it will cost me like $13 cause it'll be above 500 grams. But those same products inside an Australia Post flat rate box that's branded Australia Post, I have to pay for the box, but that's less than a dollar, will cost me under the 500 gram mount. So like maybe eight bucks with my discount as opposed to 13. So there's a massive saving, huge saving there when I can use the Australia Post flat rate boxes uh, so that's why I don't know that I want custom boxes because I don't want to miss out on those postage savings and also pay more for a special custom box. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I would probably like some custom tape to go on my generic boxes and on my Australia Post boxes. So that's sort of the next thing on my list as far as my thoughts around packaging and what I'd like to do next. I do feel like as a brand, I am missing out on the opportunity of branding boxes as they head off to the post office. No one can tell by looking at my products when they're packed and shipped what they are or where they're from. So I think there's a real opportunity there to, to get my brand out more for people because how many people see those boxes like floating around between Australia Post and wherever they end up on the customer's doorstep. So that's probably the next thing on my list that I have been thinking about that may cost a little bit more but not a whole lot more. At the moment I pay about $3 for a roll of packaging tape from Bunnings. And a custom roll will probably be $6. So just double the amount, but it obviously goes a very long way. They're like 100 meters or 200 meters these rolls. So there is a lot of tape. There's a lot of packages I can package up and brand at the same time. Like I said, without doubling up on the same medium. So inside them, these customers get their products, which is in custom packaging, but I don't have any thank you cards or business cards. They just get their products because they're already in my custom packaging. I feel like that's enough for me. Maybe some custom tape would be a cool addition to my packaging supplies. I think the lens you look through when you think about your own packaging for your products and your shipping packaging as well, uh, needs to be, does it add value to your business? Does it cost a lot more? If so, is that cost probably worthwhile? I do have a larger variety now of packaging supplies than what I had a year ago. 
don't have brown paper lunch boxes any lunch bags sorry anymore i don't use hessian bags i don't use recycled paper i don't use craft envelopes and i don't use ribbon from the op shop i still shred my own paper to make my own fill which i love to do because i just think that's great to be able to recycle all the letters and junk mail and things that come in the letterbox so i still shred my own fill for boxes i don't buy that do you need to prepare them like if i was to use brown paper and get a big roll of brown paper who's cutting it up what size are they getting cut up when the roll comes and then stored somewhere do you need to factor the time into packaging your products in cutting that sheets of paper every time you pack something do you tie fancy ribbons and bows on all your products all of these time heavy tasks involved in getting your product shelf ready need to be factored in as well and if it does take extra time and it's valuable and necessary that's okay just add the cost along because even if you're the one doing it yourself you're not always going to be the one doing it yourself so these costs are not invisible it is taking time away from other things you could be doing for you to do these things too so it's either costing you money at the moment because it's taking your time or you're going to spend money at some point by having somebody probably do these things for you so when did you last do a packaging audit for yourself and what did you find out when you did so? If you've never done one, I'd so encourage you to go back and listen to episode two and then do your own packaging audit. You might be surprised at how what you find. You maybe use a hundred different things or maybe you use just a few different things. Maybe you'll find some areas to increase some efficiencies. Maybe like me, you'll find some ways that you maybe like to branch out and take advantage of some other marketing opportunities that you haven't identified or you haven't taken advantage of yet if that's with tissue paper or custom boxes or custom envelopes or thank you cards or custom tape like I'm thinking about doing so I hope you found this episode helpful I encourage you to share it with a friend who could perhaps benefit from this topic too and I hope my diary style podcast is an encouragement for you as we spend this time together in sharing real-time challenges and wins of growing product businesses thanks for listening Head to my website, you can reach out for a free discovery call if you like. If you're considering Facebook and Instagram advertising or you just need more customers, you can find me at aussieecommercemum.com.au, which I'll link that here in the show notes as well. Uh, As always, keep learning. I'll see you next time.